Hi everyone and welcome again to the TLGP podcast. I'm Matt and once again I'm joined by Colin and we're going to continue our journey through the five simple steps to maximising your PE and school sport premium spending. Today we're going to look at step two, setting your goals for the 2018-19 academic year. But before that, let's just recap recap on the five steps. Yeah, so we we looked um, last week at step one, was it? Yep, step yeah, one step last one. week. Uh, so the, I mean the five steps generally are completing an audit step one knowing exactly where you are step two which we're going to talk about today is planning out where you want to be for the academic year three is then working out how you get from one to two so looking at how you invest your money into making sure you can get to where you want to be four is deciding how that can be tracked and make sure you've got measures in place to do that and then five is actually tracking it and amending that when necessary lovely so as you say we're going to look at setting our objectives for this year yeah so basically this is uh, in a nutshell setting what success looks like so uh, we know where we are we've worked out where we are from our audit and now it's a case of okay that's where we are this is where we want to be this is what we will judge as success when we come to July uh, 2019 so remembering what we talked about last week that we're going to base those four areas like we did around the audit of daily activity uh, quality of teaching and learning clubs and competitions and PE as a tool for whole school improvement. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna basically use the same principles that we use to audit where we currently are. That seems quite simple. That, that's it. That's the goals for the year. Yeah. Yeah, but you you need to set the goals for the year, but they've got to be smart goals. So, this is perhaps where sometimes we get it a little bit wrong. So, a smart goal, if you if you're not familiar with the kind of the acronym, acronym is yeah. is it needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable, it needs to be agreed, it needs to be realistic, and it needs to be time framed. So every time you kind of set a goal for the academic year, you need to sort of ask yourself your question, is it smart? Have you got an example? Can you give an example of what you mean by that? Yeah, so so basically, let's, let's talk clubs and competitions, because that's probably an easy one, because it's okay. about numbers. So uh, let's say you've, you've audited your uh, PE and school sport for last year, and the final results were that you had 40% of unique children taking part in clubs last year. So unique children is uh, individual children, so different children, if you like, uh, taking part in clubs. And then this year you've decided we want to raise that from 40% to 75%. So that's our goal, 75% of children, unique children, attending extracurricular club. Okay, so and then that's where you've got to start thinking now, is it a smart goal? Yeah, so is that smart? So let's start with yes. So is it specific? So yes, it is specific because there's a number attached to it. So it's, I want 75% of children attending clubs by the end of the year. So I can then break that down into specific numbers and children. Okay, and then so next one is measurable, yeah? Yeah, so it's measurable. So it really is. If you think about 75%, so let's say uh, an average two-form entry primary, will have 420 pupils. So 75% is 315. So then you can you can say, right, so I need 315 of the 420 pupils in our school attending after school or extracurricular clubs. So it's specific, we know the number. It's measurable, because obviously every time somebody attends that club, I then mark them off as they are one of the 315 we're trying to get. So what's, what's important in being, being agreed? Because there's more than you responsible for it, you know? So okay. you, you've got to agree with the other stakeholders in this, which is either teachers or uh, senior leaders, you know? So 
you've got to agree with them that they can play their part in ensuring its success. Now, in this kind of example, there's a likelihood that you're not going to deliver all the clubs. So as subject leader, you, it's all right saying, yeah, we're going to get 75% of people coming, but someone's got to deliver them clubs because that's going to be more clubs than you ran last year because yeah, yeah. you only had 40. So, you know, can I get the agreement that teachers will all do the clubs? Can I get the agreement that the office staff are going to be happy with the additional workload placed on them because there's going to be more letters going out, there's going to be more slips coming in, there's going to be more admin. You know, so you have to agree it with the stakeholders involved in that process. And if you do that, then you can get a better chance of success because nobody will nobody will allow it to fall down based on I didn't know this was going to add to my workload or I didn't know this was what we were trying to do. Yeah, and also like I don't know if you mentioned or not, but we're thinking about like pe- people who aren't involved in peers, so it's not the non-leads. You know, are they are they as focused? Do they know as much about the PE leads that the PE leads will do about what's expected? No, they won't. I mean, it's generally a case that this document, you know, we've talked about before, is is produced by subject leaders. It's signed off by senior leaders, but it a lot of the time involves teachers actually doing something different so then the message gets diluted or it gets watered down you know, a really a really good example and a common example is when schools commit to doing a mile a day activity yeah you know so whatever that may be you know the the subject lead or the head teacher decides that it would be really good for our school to do a mile a day but they don't then go and get the buy-in of the teachers or understand or the teachers understand the impact that it might have on their day so they sort of say yeah we're all going to do it but the teachers are then thinking, well, I've got to lose 15 minutes out of curriculum time. When do I do that? How do I do that? You know, and they don't discuss the impact that they have on the teacher. So then one of the major stakeholders in that idea isn't agreeing at the point of placing it as a part of your plan. So subsequently, when it then falls down, we unravel it and go, well, it was never going to happen because the people who actually had to do it didn't know or couldn't find the time to do it. You know, so the agreeing part of it is absolutely fundamental, really. And to get it agreed, it's got to be it's got to be realistic, yeah. Yeah. So you know, you need no. We're not looking at pie in the sky figures here. I think that's the other thing is that. So staying on the club theme, you know, it, we hear a lot of people say we want every child to attend a club. You know, we want every child, one hundred percent of unique children attending extracurricular clubs. But actually, you know, is that realistic? Is it possible? So if you've got children in two different schools, you know, you've got the junior school, the infant school then mum might mum can't be in two places at once so she might have to if she's coming up to pick the infant child up at 3:15 she might not be able to collect the junior child at 4:30 after the club you know she's got to go home come back you know that's a that, that's an issue you know she has to be at home waiting for the eldest to come back from secondary school on the bus there's all sorts of permutations that mean that fundamentally sometimes you can put on the best clubs with the best coaches or the best teachers uh, you know, which all the children love, there will still be children that won't attend. And it's not always down to just the club isn't right or, you know, it's not on the right day. There's just life going on outside of school. So it has to be a really realistic number and you have to sort of push it, you know, 40 to 75 or whatever the number was yep. is a big jump, you know, but it's realistic because you can see how you can do that. You can identify individual children and you're still giving yourself a 25% window of children not attending so you're still saying there's a lot of kids that we can accept won't come this year if we get to 75 percent we can then analyze that 25 percent that didn't come a bit better next year 
and we can see if this scope next year to move it up again. So we can look at it and say, is it because this 25% of children just won't come regardless? Or is it because actually 10% of them would have come if we'd have done a street dance or a cheerleading or a, and then you move it up next year to 85% or, you know, so rather than just picking out a, a sort of lick your finger, stick it in the air and choose a number kind of thing, there's a bit of thought process by it. And, you know, that's the real key thing is just a, a step forward but a realistic and achievable step forward. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, the last one, time framed. What's what's the meaning of that? What you... So time framed is basically giving yourself a window to achieve. So it's basically saying that you know. So in this scenario, it's by the end of summer term 2019, we will have 75% of children attending our clubs. But actually, your time frame isn't the end of 20, summer 2019. It's probably the start of summer 2019 because that's when you'll know. When whether you've got seventy five percent or not, yeah, have done the slips and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, but you then look at it and you go, well, I can actually time frame this because there's six half terms. So to be on track after the first half term after the autumn, autumn one, one yeah. I need to have twelve percent ish, 72. So twelve and a half percent. So I need to have this amount of children who have attended clubs in autumn one to be on track. Autumn two, I need to have 25% of children attended by Christmas. By Easter, I need to have had 50% of children. By summer two, it will be then be 75. If I find myself at Easter with 30%, I'm not on track. And that's where we're gonna talk about next week about how to track, and then the week after, what to do if we're not tracking. Yeah, but fundamentally the time frame means that I can give myself goals for certain periods throughout the year to check progress. So it's not an open-ended, we'll do this and then we'll just look at it in the summer. I can time frame it to say by this point, it'll be this, this point, it'll be that. Excellent. Yeah, and I just want to, it's, there's no need to panic if it drops a little bit in the middle terms as well. You know, come summer and spring, you get more chance of taking them outside. You can run more clubs if you've got the people to do it. It's all been agreed. But that's all been done at the start. Yeah, and I think that people sometimes and we're probably a bit late with the podcast to kind of throw this one in, but people sometimes lose the benefit of autumn one. You know, so when they come back in September, generally the clocks don't change till uh, end, end of October, October yeah. November. End of October, yeah. So you, you, light isn't an issue in autumn one. Generally the weather's second only to kind of spring two and the summer terms. Yeah. So you've got a real opportunity in autumn one to get a, a good head start you Absolutely, know so it's yeah. sort of like if you were looking at 12.5% a half term then realistically I think the point you're making is valid that you will drop in the middle generally because it becomes indoor only rather than indoor and outdoor because of the yeah. light and the weather so you might say right we want we're going to go really positive at the start of the year and we might say by Christmas we want to have had 20% attending because then by Easter it might only be 35 you know like so so by Christmas we want 30% you know so rather than 25 we want 30 and then by Easter we still want 50 but actually that's only meaning we have to get 20% coming in yeah. in that sort of cold term so you know you can set those goals differently it doesn't have to be 12.5% every half term it doesn't have to be an equal amount yeah of course but it does mean that you can measure where you currently are, and that's the that's the key thing. It's time framed. And so back to the acronym, the SMART acronym. So if we've ticked all the boxes that we've gone through, that says it's SMART, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, 
the process is in your in your kind of working out what you want to do it's like right, here's where we are where do i want to be right that's where i want to be is that goal smart is it specific is it measurable is it agreed is it realistic and is it time framed and if you if you're ticking each of those boxes if you're if it yes it is to each of those then you have set a smart objective okay so i've ticked all five boxes done what's next well, the, the next thing really is just is keeping them visual. You know, so once they're set and agreed on, it's keeping them relevant and it's keeping them visual. So, you know, they need they need to be out there for want of a better term. They need to be somewhere where they're not just words. They're not just uh, something we talked about early in the year. They are something that everybody, and this is again something that we don't perhaps do, is that everybody in school, all those important stakeholders, are aware of. So whether that's in a staff room whether that's on a PE board, you know, whether that, you know, you put be, feel free to put your PE improvement plan for all intents and purposes, which is what this is, onto a board, whether that's in the staff room, whether it's on a PE improvement board, so that everybody can see it, so that there's no, um, no chance of forgetting where you've said you want to be, so, yeah. you know. Uh, so, where we are now. Yeah. I suppose what we've got to do now is to ensure that we meet those goals now that we've just set from where we are now. Yeah, so that, and that's you know that's the next podcast in effect. That so you you say okay here's here's where we are as a school. You know, and we talked a lot last week about being open and honest and thorough and you know really almost digging your soul a little bit and going right this is you know this is a bit painful sometimes, but I know exactly where we are. Now it's a case of right this is where we want to be. Those goals are smart. It's not just one. It's not just, you know, we want to be better at PE. That is not a smart goal. Is it specific? No. No. Is it measurable? No. Because you haven't set yourself a what what better looks like. What is like. better, yeah. yeah. Is it agreed? Nobody in their right mind is going to agree to that if they're then being held account for it. Is it realistic? Well, you could argue, yeah, it's realistic, yeah. but you can't measure it. So therefore, how would you know? And is it time-framed? Or well, when do you want to be better by? You know, like the end of the year by Christmas by just want you know, better just but want how much better by Christmas how much better by Easter you know so those kind of generic we want to be better at PE are the things that people probably won't want to do improving teaching and learning you know we, we want to get better at improving teaching and learning right well how are you going to do that so we need to improve the performance we need to improve the confidence of teachers that's a common one yeah, we need definitely. to improve the confidence of teachers okay so how are you going to do that you know, you need to change that wording so it's specific. So that might be, um, our goal is that 80% of observed lessons rate good or better when we, when we watch them, yeah? So then there's a number, 80%. It's certainly measurable, isn't it, yeah? It's measurable because it, it might be somebody's perception, but you can then work through that when you look at, right, well, how do I make sure that happens? You can then look through it and say, well, how do I know that that is better? Have I got some external help to come and moderate with me? Have I got, you know, and that's what we'll, that's the sort of stuff we'll cover in the next podcast. Okay, fantastic. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us again for the TLGP podcast. Uh, we're back next week to discuss how we decide what to spend our funding on uh, that, makes it, that makes us ensure we meet our newly agreed goals. As always, if you've got any questions or need any specific advice when setting your goals for this year, contact us on info at tlg-pe.co.uk or via any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all again next time.